Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about showing professionals the tools they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to go back to our roots, so to speak, a little bit by focusing a lot on social media. Because, you know, even though we talk on this program about marketing and business tools and things like that, my passion and my heart is still social media. And I really do believe that every business, and I'm going to say that again, folks, every business needs to be on social media. I don't care what your business is. You need to have a presence in some way on social media. And so this is going to be great because we're talking social media today. And please join me in welcoming Chris Zealous to our program. Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) Zealous. 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 So, see, I got it into my head wrong. So, Chris Zealous, please, you know, this this is wonderful. So, thank you for being on our program today. Oh, happy to be here. Great. Well, before we jump in, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. So a passion for an industry simply cannot be ignored, and that's the way it was for Chris Zillis and social media. After years of studying and working in marketing, his interest continued to grow and resulted in him creating Social Media Headquarters. Originally a social media consulting agency, colleagues and teachers encouraged Chris to shift his focus to, develop, to developing a community of knowledge instead. Since then, he's created what is now a publishing platform for the digitally minded. In addition to running the business, Chris also enjoys speaking about the power of social media to students and professionals. He's spoken at NYC's Fashion Institute of Technology, the New Jersey Work Environmental Council, Philadelphia's Temple University, and St. Joseph's University, and even more. His goal is to help others grow professionally with the help of the latest tips and trends in social and digital marketing. So again, please join me in welcoming Chris to our program. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here again. You know, this really is going to be so much fun because I truly enjoy talking about social media. Um, You know, and, and it's funny, when I started doing the program, people said, I want to be on Facebook. It's a waste of time. <laughs> and that was years ago. And yeah. I still hear that. Yeah. So, you know, say you're talking to a business owner and they say, social media is a waste of time. What do you tell them? Wow. I mean, first there thing. The hour right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nowadays, I think every business owner knows they have to be on social media. Mm-hmm. But when I started back in 2010, about 2009, 2010, it was like a wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. There were so many businesses that heard about social media, but they weren't sure exactly what it is, if it was a fad or if it was something that's going to stay around. And it didn't really start making it easier for you know meeting with business owners regarding social media until maybe around like 2012, 2013, where it really where I started seeing like, wow. Like this is something where business owners really want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. And they were hearing it from maybe their kids or people around them saying, hey, you need to get on social media and everything. And a lot of the business owners back then was like, what is this going to do for me? And it was imme- immediately, it was about ROI. Mm-hmm. What's my return on investment immediately? Why am I going to pay? How many likes can I get? Correct. Correct. And there was a lot of people back then, back in the day too, that was – you know, pretty much getting paid like overseas where you could say, okay, I could like this, like this, like this. And you think like, oh, here it is, you know, what a a social proof kind of business it is with all these likes. But really it was all about nurturing your brand and helping out your your product or or what have you to engage with potential customers Mm -hmm. and what have you. And that was something I had to do and just kind of really be informative and be informational about the what they can do and what they can expect. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they wanted it all. They wanted, right. you know, I want to get on it. I want immediate results. Mm-hmm. I want money coming through. I want this. But I, I called it like real-world relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about building trust. And even in the real world, when you meet somebody or so, it takes a little time to build that trust up. Right. And that was a little bit kind of the ways I was explaining it back then in the day. And then now today, um, it's just exploded. 
every business I've gone to, every person I've talked to is like, Chris, oh, so you're, you're social media headquarters, you're, you're, you're a consultant. How do I go about doing this? What can I do here? How do I streamline this to show profitability with my sales? What can I do here? And it's just, it's just amazing time right now. It really right. is. You know, you mentioned one of the key things, and that's that it has exploded. You know, it, it was originally, you know, kind of probably one of the first things that business people really engaged with and got involved in was LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, you, you had your LinkedIn and you really didn't do that much. You copied and pasted your resume and then, you know, you might have made connections and things. And, and but, you know, then we had Facebook, then Twitter and, you know, all these various things. And now there's Snapchat and Instagram, and, you know, and all these things. And it truly has exploded. And that's one of the things where I really see people freaking out over, you know, the, the yeah. deer in headlights because they think they have to be everywhere. So what do you I, tell folks? That's a good question. What I would normally tell people is, is I look at where they are at right now, mm-hmm. um, where their traffic's coming from, where their audience is, um, their demographics, what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you're a gym and you want to you know, tap into like the local community, like 10 mile radius or 15 mile radius, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you start building up videos that engages people in the local community. Right. So you're Um, on YouTube. Yep. You're on YouTube, Mm -hmm. but you also could do this through uh, Facebook too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many live videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing right now. And you know, some people, you know, that's around right now that's going live, they'll have like YouTube live and then to the right, they'll have Periscope live, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they'll have Facebook live. And they're all on three platforms, like all at once, mm-hmm. you know, doing what they're doing to tap into all that audience. And it just kind of really depends on like their strategy and planning and what they want to do. If they're trying to launch a product, you know, how they want to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, there's just so much, but people can get lost by going really thin to the right to left. instead of just kind of staying narrow and, and doing what works for that brand or for right. that individual. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we're not saying that if you're thinking about doing video, you have to do all of it at once. Pick Absolutely. one, get good at that, and then yeah. add to it. Um, you know, and, and the nice thing is it really is pretty easy to start adding some of these tools because Correct. once you've mastered, say, how to do a video, it's just a matter of figuring out the various platforms. Um, you know, I talked to a restaurant here in uh, Atlanta that was, you know, they, they just couldn't understand why they should be on social media. Oh, jeez. And I said, you know, do you have a chef that prepares a special meal, you know, so the special of the day, every day? Oh, yes. I said, then I want you to do a Facebook Live video of Chef walking people through how he does that. I said, now, clearly he's going to have to shorten it up because, you know, it needs to be just like a two-minute video at the most. Yeah. And, and I said, but, you know, maybe it's that he's saying this was Mama's favorite recipe. And so then he shares a little bit about, you know, he would sit at her knee and learn how to do this as he's, you know, whipping up the whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I said... That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's not that we're saying our special of the day is. And you talk to, you know, I said, we want to yeah. know more about it. And, yeah. you know, and, and it really has been something that they, they haven't totally embraced it. But when they do it, they find that it works very well. Absolutely. And that is, that goes to a little bit like the content strategy. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're, write, if you're writing an article and it's just tech, like it's just an article. You mm-hmm. could take that article now mm-hmm. and turn it into a video. Now you can talk about it in a video. So now you got two forms of different content. Right. And then on top of that now, you could say, okay, now I got a recipe or you mm-hmm. have a little clip. Mm-hmm. So you could form so much on that one little recipe that that chef is talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just so much you could do. Right. You know, and, and that's the, the thing that I tell people when, because, you know, obviously most business owners, you know, I, I laugh and I joke and I say, you know, we only have 27 hours in the day. And, <laughs> and it seems like that when you're a business owner, you know, you really do have just too many things to do in your day. Absolutely. But you take one thing and multipurpose it. And that's yep. where it really is, is beneficial. So absolutely. So, but the one thing I want to just make sure your audience understands mm-hmm. is if you're a business owner, and you're trusting somebody with your social media. You have to make sure that you fully trust them. Right. I've been in situations where that maybe hired an intern mm-hmm. or or somebody that was just a recent hire that mm-hmm. they gave them the power, their mm-hmm. passwords, their accounts. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, maybe there was a falling out or all of a sudden the oh, person yeah. acts and leaves. Mm-hmm. They've got all that information. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, you really have to watch out. And I even seen it in, in the corporation world mm-hmm. or corporate world, too. Where they just fully didn't understand at one point, mm-hmm. 
and then that employee leaves, they got everything. Right. And well, the easiest one is yeah. Facebook because you just remove them as an admin or an editor. Yep. But yep. you know, yep. it, say they've got your Twitter information. Yep. Well, then you have to change all of that. And well, so you're right. Trust is a, a huge factor. Absolutely. And I've been in situations where they had the intern or sort of set it up. So it was underneath that individual account, mm-hmm. not the not the business owner's account. Right. And that was a little bit the misinformation mm-hmm. that a lot of people needed to understand, like back in the day and even now mm-hmm. regarding, you know, how to set it up right, how to make sure you have right. full control mm-hmm. and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and trust is also very important in the fact that, you know, they're promoting your business. And so you have to work closely with them to provide that content. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's a little bizarre because there are, you know, some folks and, and very rightly say, well, I have to walk them through it so much that yeah. I might as well just do it myself. Well, clearly that's not a good relationship, but no. you know, they, they need to know what's going on. You know, I was working with a chef back in, in Denver who had outsourced and, and I was just chatting with her. We weren't, you know, client. And she mentioned that she had outsourced her social media to a firm in New York. Oh. And they were, you know, and, and these folks, you know, bless them, had never been east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi. So when they would see forecasts that said, you know, snow in Colorado, you know, they were thinking, oh, my gosh. And so they would post, you know, Denver is shutting down. Well, no, <laughs> you know, Denver's high desert. It would, you know, and, and <clears throat> or they would, you know, for example, they would post pictures about wedding cakes. Well, they didn't yeah. do wedding cakes. And so, you know, it's it's a very complicated relationship when you hire it out but it's no different than if you had an employee doing it you have to provide that great information so i i've had some failures along the way i mean i learned a lot and i think like in 2010 we we were that guy Mm -hmm. we were the ones that were reaching out to people and saying hey listen we could help you out Mm -hmm. you know we'll post some stuff for you um, and they realized that it wasn't sustainable business, it w- and we didn't quite understand the full brand in the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. I take full I take mm-hmm. full responsibility for that as we were, we were growing. Um, but then I realized that a lot of these meetings and these conversations I was having with people, they were saying, "Hey, Chris, we really would like outside the box ideas. We really would like to come up with a content strategy. Mm-hmm. We could bring somebody in house." But you're a little bit more seasoned, and you understand this. Right. Why don't you help us out with the content strategy? Help us out with the software. Mm-hmm. Help us out what what can help us grow us. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of paper right now, and we want to pull back on the newsletter and take that and put that online. Mm-hmm. How do we go about doing right. that? And they're like, we need somebody to help us lead these meetings. We need somebody to help us take a, take us into the boardrooms. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, and then that's when everybody started seeing it. Hey, we need somebody full time in house mm-hmm. to help, and then we'll have Chris to help support it. Right. That was when everything, that's when the light started happening. That's mm-hmm. when like everything was going. And I would say the first six months to a year of my, of when I first started mm-hmm. was a wow, wow, West. Everything, everything was changing. Facebook, Twitter, everything mm-hmm. was just popping up. And we were just trying to figure out everything as time went on. It was like, here's what, here's it. Here it is. Here's how, it, how it works. Here's how it's really kind of, kind of developing. And it, it was exciting times. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I, I love the story of your business because you were smart enough to make it evolve. Yeah, And, you know, that's absolutely. where so many people run it. And it obviously doesn't matter what the type of business is. They think this is the way I've done it. This is the way I've always done it. And I have to stay here. And so yeah. tell us more about how it's, you know, a community of knowledge. Yeah, so it, it's been a really fun journey. Um, started, like I said, we started about in about 2010. Mm-hmm. And we were really out there doing the door-to-door uh, Main Street USA, talking to people and what have you. And then as time was going on, I started going out and speaking more and talking to individuals and teachers and professors and, and what have you. And they're saying, mm-hmm. Chris, you've got a one heck of a powerful brand name, mm-hmm. so, social media headquarters in this right. space. Mm-hmm. And you're building your relationships right now and your personal connections and everything. There is a, a huge opportunity there to bring a thought leadership blog to the community mm-hmm. and bring people together. And I'll never forget the moment. I was at Temple University. I was uh, I was invited to speak there, and the students just went crazy. I literally was mm-hmm. sitting there talking to them, and I was telling them what was going on. They were asking all these really good questions about social media. Mm-hmm. It was a pay media class, and it was around the time, too, where you know now you have to do a pay-and-play model on social, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people were asking all these questions. And I remember 
when I got done speaking, the students came up, oh, I love your logo, I love what you're doing, I love what's happening. And then I looked back and I saw the teacher, and she just looked up and she was just smiling at me. And then afterwards she goes, see, Chris, like this is something very special. Mm-hmm. You can really turn this into a thought leadership opportunity. And that's what I've done within the last year. And uh, the, the relationships that I've built has been, you know, international wide right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, talking to people from all different publications. And it's been a very exciting time. So what I've done is pull back my consulting business and really focus on, on building this out. Because I truly believe um, this is a powerful platform that in the future, mm-hmm. um, a lot of businesses are going to want to be a part of once, once they see the community grow even more. Right. You know, and... and- that's the important thing is that you're building it. You know, Absolutely. You're getting, you know, you, and, and so you're developing that base before Absolutely. you're jumping further. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny. I've talked to you know, several people about businesses that have gone under and um, you know, all these various things. And they yeah. didn't. You know, they, they went from A to Z and they skipped yeah. all of the stuff in between. Yep. You know, and here's what's really mm-hmm. – yep, sorry. Here's what's really interesting. If you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're going to have failures. Right. You're going to have to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and adjust your business plan or just mm-hmm. the way you want to do it. And, if I w- and that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing constantly. And I, every three months, I look at where's the industry going? Where is it happening? What, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And that is, it's always made me keep going forward. I could have quit. I could have just given up and said, oh, this is too hard. Right. But I literally just kept on fighting through the walls and just kept on going, going, going. It. Mm-hmm. And I can't say like right now, it's just, it's just really exciting times right now with um, the conversations and how people are now beginning to come across my articles and mm-hmm. come across the community. Um, there hasn't been a day yet that hasn't gone by where somebody has reached out and said, "Hey, would I? I'll be interested in becoming a, a you know write a guest post or something." Mm-hmm. So it's it's been very exciting and and it's it's just it's just how the industry is evolving right now. Like everyone is going to be looking for a platform to pretty much build or grow their brand on, like now and into the future. Right. And you know, then I just kind of position and said, what can be better than using social media headquarters to, you know, bring your brand and your product, you know, to the to the community mm-hmm. of the world of social. Right. You know, and, and the of course, you know, you you said you reevaluate every three months. Holy cow! With social media, sometimes it's you have to reevaluate every three days. Absolutely. Um, Look know, what just happened yesterday. Oh, I missed it. What happened? With Facebook, with bringing in stories now up top right. in your mm-hmm. in your app. I mean, they're basically just taking everything from Snapchat. Right. You know, so that just rolled out. I had a Facebook up or Facebook update yesterday. I updated it, and then it opened up, and now it's now I got stories up top of my newsfeed. I love it. You know, and, yeah. and and it does. It changes quickly, and you know, and, and that's where it does help to you know work with a consultant yeah. because you know if you're say an employee or business owner, you do have other things that you're doing. Absolutely. And so you go to log in and it looks different. And the very first thing is, I'm not going to do this anymore. No, 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 yeah. no, no, it changed. I don't want to play. Um, when LinkedIn did its big update, it yeah. was really funny. I couldn't sign out. Oh, really? And, and it was like, well, I don't want, you know, and, and I mean, I train people on LinkedIn. So I'm thinking I have to figure out how to do this. Yeah. I discovered that because I have so many companies that I manage, the sign out is at the bottom of that list. Oh. And now I have a 20, uh, it, what is this? A 29 inch monitor. And so that shows you, you know, just how many companies are on there, but yeah. I had to reduce the screen size in order to get the sign out button. It was just the weirdest thing in the world, but oh, well, wow. um, it was, it was actually another LinkedIn expert who said, oh, that's where that is now. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, but yeah, most people, every, other people I talked to said, we just closed the window. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Yeah. The, the, the universal <laughs> how to turn stuff off. Yep. Um, yep. You know, and, uh, and, but yeah, it is, it's such a good time to be in this business because it is ever changing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. It's, it's, it's exciting times. I mean, there, it's just for, to see this industry grow mm-hmm. and to see, how it's just expanding and now companies are welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just amazing. I love it. Well, and, like this know, is not even, this is not even work for me. This is like, I enjoy this. Yeah. yeah I, I go to bed at night mm-hmm. and, you know, I try to keep my phone out of my, out of my bedroom, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll look and see, just see what's breaking, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then once I have my breakfast in the morning, I'll quickly look and just see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I like to stay on top of it. Like this right. is what like thrives me. Mm-hmm. And I knew like the way that this business is, and and the balance in life and mm-hmm. everything not to get to you know balance life though but this mm-hmm. is something that 
what's going on right now where it's just like you have that flexibility mm-hmm. to pretty much drive the direction you want to go. Right. You know, right. it's... And it is just, it's so interesting as, as we've said. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, at the, the start of the program, I talked about the fact that, you know, we believe that every business should be on social media, you know, and, yep. and obviously there's specific platforms depending on what your business is, things like that. Um, and it was funny, I had a, a person who works at a mortuary come up to me one time and they said, oh, wow, we don't understand how we can be on social media. And, you know, and, and it was funny because I pondered on it, you know, because I'm thinking, okay, this is not an Instagram. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I said, okay, first of all, your senior people need to be on LinkedIn because yeah. the demographics of people who are really researching things, they're going to look on LinkedIn to Absolutely. see, you know, who is, who they're going to be dealing with. And so, you know, that was kind of step one, but then we actually got them on Facebook and, and we worked really hard on this and, and, you know, developed the, the strategy for it. They do funeral notices there. I mean, you know, oh, it's, wow. it's just, and the, of course the thing with that is, it, it can be shared, you know, and, and so yeah. they post it there and, you know, and, and it goes on. But they also, one of the cool things is they have a large community room that they rent out and they, they give uh. it out to, to nonprofits. And so they're talking about who's in their meeting room that day. So they're promoting that business. They're promoting that nonprofit, you know, all these various things. And, yeah. you know, and, and I tell every business, you know, one of the best things you can do is to be promoting community, you know, talk mm-hmm. about what's going on in your community and, yeah. and all those various things. And, you know, and, and it's actually worked absolutely. out pretty good for the, the mortuary. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Cause I get, when I get emails in for acquiring about becoming a guest, they, they're all tapped and say, Chris, we'd love to be part of your community. We'd mm-hmm. love to look, bring, you know, talk about our product and, mm-hmm. sh- and show your product to your audience and everything. I mean, I get that nonstop. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely hundred percent about community and credibility and trust and being right. transparent, 100% being transparent, mm-hmm. being oh, who definitely. you are. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about video and transparency? Back in the day when I was all mostly text and I would mm-hmm. read their, their articles. And I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's got some knowledge. I like it. Mm-hmm. But then video came out. And then I would he- see them on the video or that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that person's coming across a little spammy. I'm not right. sure I, I dig mm-hmm. their content as much as before. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I sit there. I'm like, oh, what about this guy? And then or this person and this. And then I'll just kind of move over and say, oh, well, now I'm liking what this person's saying. It was their mannerisms. It was how mm-hmm. they were communicating. It, right. It, it's a powerful. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny how video has evolved to where yeah. we expect to you know. And, and you mentioned the word authentic. Yeah. We want to see them being authentic. You know, if they're, yeah. you know, I, I home office. If I yeah. were to do videos where I'm all dressed up and I've got all my makeup on, you know, and all yeah. this stuff, people are going to look at that and go, maybe, yeah. yeah. But if I'm more casual now, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be real casual, but, you know, maybe yeah. I've got, say, a polo shirt on, you know, all these, they can see maybe a little clutter on my desk. Yeah. They know that's me more than the dressed up, ready to, to really be. Now, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, like the, the chef, you know, that was one of the things they said was, well, you know, but chef gets dirty and chef did. And I said, but yeah. chef but, does that. But that's, re- <laughs> but that's real though. Mm-hmm. That's what's so great about it. Like, that's real. Like that is, like, that's real. Like, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Right. Like, I, I don't like stuff to be all sugar coated on top no. of top of layers. I like real no. and like, well, and, to, and transparent. Go ahead. When when an uh, when a video has been highly edited, I don't like that. No, you know, and, no. and because I'm fine with somebody you know saying oops, or yeah. you know, clearly there are times you have to edit, but you know when when it's just kind of this uh, 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 yeah, type of, yeah. of editing, yeah. and the cool thing is that means that we can use our smartphones. You know, we don't yeah. have to have the technology that even five years ago Absolutely. we had to have because people want that authenticity. Absolutely, I mean that's even with the small businesses and everything. They could just take their cell phone right out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would probably get like a small tripod, tripod on, right. you know, on put it, you know, on a table or something, mm-hmm. and just for like five minutes, just talk, engage their their audience, say thank you very mm-hmm. much for so and so coming out last night. I've got this great, we got this great dish today. Right. You know, it's it's going to be amazing. We look mm-hmm. forward to seeing everybody. You know, happy, mm-hmm. you know, whatever St. Patrick's Day or, or what have right. you. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody tonight. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. And then just you know, everybody would see it, and they, I guarantee you, they would. They'll like it or comment mm-hmm. on it or what have you. Right. And then, of course, the other cool thing to use video for is testimonials. 
Oh um, yes. You know, and and you know, absolutely. So you, you go up to them, you know, after they've eaten, and, and you know, obviously you have to tell them, you know, hey, we're going to do this quick video, and we found that you know being spontaneous works much better than if you say we're going to come back in five minutes, because yeah. then they've sat there for five minutes and thought about what they're going to say, and then they've overthought yeah. it. Over, yeah. I was going to say overthunk. They've overthought <laughs> it. And yeah. you know, but if you just say, hey, is it okay if we act now? You know, hopefully they're going to say nice things. Yeah. But um, you know, if you say, hey, you know, did you really enjoy the meal tonight? Would you, you know, and we're going to post this on Facebook and on Instagram and and yeah. all these things. Because, you know, they're going to think, hey, this is cool. And they're yeah. going to share it themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you get that fabulous little thing called word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even offer them a free appetizer. Right. You know, yeah. say, thank you very much. Come back. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for allowing us to do, to do this. Mm-hmm. Here's a free appetizer. Now mm-hmm. you get them coming back in the door. Right. And, and then, then next time they might be. And they're going to say, hey, I want to do another video. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, it, it, and there's community. There's mm-hmm. there's building up. It's 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 awesome. I love it. Right. Yeah. So what are some more new things that, that you're seeing happening in the world of social media? Wow, that's a loaded question. I know. Good uh, or bad. I mean, you know, because <laughs> it, it, this is one of those things that... And you know we're not going to get political, but nope, absolutely not. It, it, we've definitely seen a change due to the the fact that, and you know, I'm I'm just it, it's social media is used more than ever before for a lot of things to, for Correct. a lot of people to disseminate information. Correct. So what I'm getting nervous about is Facebook looking into this fake news situation. Right. If they're going to start adjusting their algorithms and changing it. It's mm-hmm. going to affect the content strategy and social media marketers. Right. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. How is it going to happen? Not sure. Mm-hmm. But they are talking about it. They made some little tweaks before already. But if it's going to affect the way content's going to be delivered and mm-hmm. how it's going to be showed, it's definitely going to affect the way social media marketers are going to be you know, putting mm-hmm. their strategy and their plan together for content distribution. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. I don't have an answer for that yet. And I'm, right. I'm anxious to see like what happens and how to do this. Mm-hmm. Now – but let's be honest, the publishing industry in the world is broken. Mm-hmm. And for their survival, they're fighting hard, all of right. them. Mm-hmm. And for them to stay, you know, growing in growth, they're going to have to have some kind of fake news come out. Right. And the reason for this is because they need it for clicks. Mm-hmm. They, need it, they need it for revenue growth. Mm-hmm. They need that. And that is what's really hard. So how is Facebook going to be able to go ahead and block all this off is mm-hmm. the million-dollar question. I actually have an article on social media headquarters about this, about mm-hmm. how, how Facebook needs to understand um, that the publishing world is broken and how fake news, how it's, it's not going to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and there's a big difference, and, and I think this is maybe what they haven't understood either. There's, there are true fake news, you know, and, and whether it's somebody just putting something out there that is false yeah. Or, you know, I love the people who thought Jon Stewart was a real news program, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, or The Onion. Um, you know, I yeah, like the yeah, people yeah. who think The Onion is a real newspaper. It is yeah. a real newspaper, but it's not real news. I mean, yeah. it's satire. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so, you know, there, there are those things that exist out there. Absolutely. But then the problem is you have, you know, as you mentioned, the publishing world, the, the media outlets who don't have the time to check some stories out. You know, and, yeah. and because they have to beat everybody else, you know, they need those clicks, you know, faster mm-hmm. than the, the their competitors. And, you know, long gone are the days when a reporter got a story and they researched it and they checked their references and, and all of those things. Yep. And so they're publishing things. It's not fake news. It's just unsubstantiated is maybe. And I'm an old PR person. So, you yep. know, I'm, I'm yep. news, you know, and, and, you know, and, and that's where it gets really tricky on social media. Absolutely. Absolutely, and a lot of people just read the headlines really quick, and they skim right. through it. And, and that, you know, and that's, we've and, always written headlines that yep. are can be deceptive. Is maybe the easiest way to put that. Right. Yes. Now, here's what's really interesting too. Um, like talking about social media, YouTube, and everything. How do you compete with this when you see the right. trends mm-hmm. right now that they're getting about one million uh, hours of YouTube content every single day? So people are absorbing a billion. Uh, videos a day, right. hours, excuse me, hours mm-hmm. a day. But then you have the normal TV and the news and, and what have you mm-hmm. at, at 1.2 or 1.25 billion a day. Mm-hmm. This is good. YouTube's going to surpass TV mm-hmm. by at least no later than 2018. Right. 
So how do you combat that in the publishing world? Mm -hmm. That's the million-dollar question. And that's mm -hmm. why they're out there looking to see platforms and see what they can do. And, you know, it's just it's – just, it's, it's, social media has changed it. And it's just it's, – it's exciting to see what's going to happen. And, you know, I'm from Philadelphia, so, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm seeing it around here. Like, for example, you got Comcast, you know, headquartered in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. You know, they bought into they, – they own NBC Universal. They, they bought into shares of Snapchat. They've got, you know, BuzzFeed, and they got some other ones. Then you got Verizon, which is headquartered in Philadelphia, too, which, you know, bought Yahoo, and they bought AOL, and all these publishing platforms mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm seeing it where I'm living right now in Philadelphia. People don't think that in Philadelphia, but right. it, it, a lot of stuff is going on in Philadelphia. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of happenings here you know, in the digital media space and, and, and what have you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I see it when I go to these networking events and I'm talking to people and everything. Right. Well, and, and people wonder. It's like, why would they buy AOL and why would they buy, you know, it's because yeah. that's where people are still yeah. interacting and still Correct. getting their news. And, and so they've got to be there. I think they bought a little bit for the, the, the talent, the technology mm -hmm. talent right. and the advertising software mm -hmm. and, and the platforms. I think that's that's really that's really mm -hmm. that's really good. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then, of course, there's the, the big problem with the fact that because of technology, pretty much anybody can say they are media. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, when you have, say, you know, one of the, the political conventions, and this first cropped up, you know, as, as a fairly large problem, um, you know, several elections ago, where people who were applying for media credentials at both the Democratic and the Republican National Conventions were bloggers. They were not the reporter yeah. from ABC or CNN or yeah. all of those things. And, you know, and, and of course now that's just more and more. I mean, you have these Absolutely. social media people who, you know, and, and I think the, the big thing that, that so many people, you know, and we laughed about Jon Stewart and, you know, yeah. the, the Onion, people have to remember that sometimes these are entertainers. They're exactly. not reporters. Yep. And that's, I saw that around, I've seen that here and there where some people will say, well, no, I just heard this and this and this. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? And like, I oh, saw it, was, it on Facebook. Exactly. And they don't realize that maybe that was an opinion piece from a blogger mm -hmm. that maybe was paid on the back end by somebody to, you know, write up opinion piece that's right. favored in, in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 very interesting. It's it's so it's getting blurred. It's mm -hmm. it's getting so compacted that, you know, it's really you're gonna have to really figure out where are you gonna trust your news from? Mm -hmm. Because you look at this, you go to Facebook, you get your news and you know, you interact with the post and you, and you do this. So the odds are you're going to see that see another relevant article like that and mm -hmm. like that again. So then now all of a sudden you're reading all about stuff that's that that way. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's it's right. not right. But then you have to find and say, okay, wait a minute. You know, where's the truth of this? And you mm -hmm. look a little bit more for it and what have you. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think that is the, the thing that people need to remember is research it a bit. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, and granted, you know, things like Snopes, they are biased. You know, hello, yeah. folks. It's like Wikipedia. Wikipedia is written by everyday yeah. people. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but, but it's a good starting point, especially if it's something that is maybe a little controversial or, you know, but, and at the same point, we're looking for things that validate our own opinions. Absolutely. So then when we see that, you know, this has happened or that has happened, it's like, oh, oh well, I'm not even going to yeah. check the source because I agree with it. Like if you're I, – I put it in this kind of perspective a little bit. If you're looking to buy a car and you're doing some research on a car and you go to their website mm -hmm. and their website says, this is the best car ever. This mm -hmm. is an amazing car. You're not just going to take their word on that website. You're going to do research on a third-party mm -hmm. website mm -hmm. and you're going to do some like interaction and maybe put it out there on social saying, hey, guys, I'm thinking about buying mm -hmm. a car. What do you think about this? That's how decisions. That's how people are making decisions on on purchasing decisions on how to really kind of kind of mm -hmm. you know put their money out there and say okay I'm going to buy a car. This sounds good. They're not just going to look at a website which is owned by them saying this is the best car ever. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and and that's you're right. That is where social media comes in. And and I yeah. you know I, I, this is funny because we just bought a new car, and now my husband is one of those that researched. Oh, he he had charts. He yeah you know he did. Oh yeah. But we still went to Facebook and said, hey, we're thinking of buying this uh, as opposed to this. If you have one of those cars, tell us what you think about it. Um, yeah. you know, and, and then, of course, because of the algorithm, those uh, it, you know, sponsored posts and ads for those cars started coming up. 
Um, you know, and, and which is always those things just freak me out. How yeah. connected all of that is. Yeah, yeah. How but, I follow you. Know, what we did. We asked our friends, and you know, and, and it used to be that you would have picked up the phone and said, "Hey, Bob, you know, I know you just bought, you know, that car. What do you think about it?" Now we post on social media. Yeah, that's you know, and, that's the form right now. That's mm-hmm. where you're going. I mean, even with with Twitter and, and Snapchat and Instagram, like, what's your go-to social media platform? Facebook. Facebook, yeah. I'm, I'm a Facebook person. Yeah, me too. I still I still go to Facebook first, and then I switch over to Twitter just to see what's going on. Then I'll mm-hmm. go to Instagram for, like, pictures and right. interaction all that. Right. You know, and, and it comes back to, you know, when we were, you know, saying at the start, that's why businesses have got to be there. Um, Absolutely. Because, you know, say I had posted online and said we're thinking about a Toyota or a Nissan, and if I had tagged them in my post, they might have responded to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, and, and said, what can we do? You know, here's the sales, you know, here's here's who you need to go see and, and all of that stuff. So and, and I know that's scary. That is one of the things that businesses tell me is, you know, we don't want to be online because people might say bad things. Yeah. You know, they're going to post negative reviews. They're going to do all that. And I tell them they're doing it anyway. Yeah. You know, so you need to be a part of that conversation. So that I 100 percent agree with that. So what I do, I was down in Florida for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I published an article about how Florida is using social media to attract visitors this winter. Mm-hmm. And, and I just l- was doing research, looked at them mm-hmm. on the computer, see what they were doing, seeing how they were using 360, VR, mm-hmm. what, have, what have you. I published the article, and then I tagged them throughout mm-hmm. social media. Yep. All of a sudden, I started having people that's part of that organization visit Florida, reach out, mm-hmm. uh, follow, follow me on Twitter, start sharing right. it. And all this stuff, it was crazy. People were sending me uh, emails about mm-hmm. it. Like it, it turned into something special. And all I was doing mm-hmm. was reporting about how it was happening. And mm-hmm. then newer, then new relationships developed. Right. And which was really cool. Like other organizations that maybe are down Florida that help promote, uh, you know, Florida living and Florida visiting Florida and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just turned out to be a really good, uh, a good situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and. The, the important thing to note is that they reached out to you. And yeah. so if, you know, because they knew how important that was. Yeah. You know, how many times have, you know, we, we tagged somebody or, you know, done, you know, a, a business and even asking them a question and they haven't responded. Yeah. You know, to me, it's just like I sent them an email and they didn't respond or I yeah. called them. You know, it's such an, a great opportunity to reach out to people Absolutely. in a positive and a negative way. So that's why businesses have to be there. Yep. You know, if and, they're talking about you, you have to be there. Yep. And all they did was reach out and just say, hey, thank you very much mm-hmm. for sharing. Much appreciative. You know, and they just kept on, you know, all of a sudden my Twitter was just getting alerts like shared, 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 shared. I was like, right. whoa, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And it just turned into something really special. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the article right now. During that time, it was sh- it was shared on Facebook 68 times. Wow. And on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. it was shared 60 times. Mm-hmm. And I had no, I had no idea that was going to happen. Right. I just said, "Hey, I just wrote a, a good article, a good piece mm-hmm. on Florida living. Let me just mm-hmm. tag them in social media." Right. And then um, the next thing you know, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and, and the nice thing is, you're probably going to be more than happy to work with them again. Um, you know, I, I an example that I and I actually haven't shared this in a while. I'd forgotten about this. You yeah. know, we're originally from Denver. We live in Atlanta now, but we still use a credit union in Denver. Love the credit union, credit union, you know, there's, it's just easier. And with the, you know, this day and age, you don't have to be where the bank is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I follow them online and I frequently share their posts, you know, comment on them, you know, all these various things. Yeah. And we, we'd actually been out here a couple of years and I received a printed, a real life printed paper Christmas card Whoa. from their director of communications Beautiful. thanking me for supporting them. And that should be done more often. I love that. I'm like, That's I'm never awesome. leaving them. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and it took her, you know, 30 seconds to do yeah. that. But well, I, with, we with, won't change. Yeah. Well, with the situation with, with this article, like, I had no relation with them whatsoever. I just right. was in Florida saying to myself, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm down here. It's wintertime. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. And I said, then I'll just tag them up. And then next thing mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, it just people were sharing it. People were engaging with it. And then people were reaching out to me. I thought that was really awesome. Right. You know, and, and, you know, it's, it, that's the thing that businesses need to remember, too, is tag other businesses. Absolutely. You know, and because that's a great way to build relationships with them. Now, you know, uh, hello, be responsible with your tags, people. Mm-hmm. Don't tag Kim Kardashian <laughs> just because you think she might retweet you. Um, you know, all those various things. 
remember it's you know chris mentioned this it's it's about building those relationships absolutely and you know and, and social media truly is such a good way to do that and i think social media is just an extension of yourself right who you are as a person who you are as individual how you are with clients or what have you it's just an extension get yourself more out there mm-hmm. and um that's why i totally believe in transparency and i just uh, you know that's that's one thing that i really do and i and i love honesty and i love you know just pure human emotion mm-hmm. you know that's what i absolutely love right you know? you know and there will be negatives um yeah, oh, you, know, you mentioned that businesses you know we all have to to get used to the fact that we're going to fail at things there will be people on social media who aren't happy yeah. You know, and the best thing to do is try and make it better, you know, and, and sometimes you can't. I mean, you know, they're just not going to be happy with whatever. But, you know, there are so many ways where you could make it happy or at least appease them enough so that they stop complaining. Yep. Yep. You I know, agree I with remember that. This was a, a couple of years ago. It was, um, you know, that there's that that program Kitchen Nightmares. Okay. Um, good, good show. Yeah. Oh, love that show. You know, and and uh, he had done. Um, it was in Arizona, if I remember right, uh, a bakery that predominantly did cupcakes. And it was, you know, I mean, the the premise of the show for people who haven't watched it is it is a failing restaurant, and Gordon, oh, oh what's Gordon's last name? Anyhow, this uh, British guy comes in yeah, and he's, yeah. he's very abrasive. But he's, he's very good at what he does, and he fixes the business, shows them what they can do to fix it. Well, you know, part of the, the, the show was he discovered these, these people were not fixable. And, uh, you know, and, and, but then it transitioned into this huge firestorm on Twitter, on, on Facebook, I'm sorry, where people went to the, the, their, that business's Facebook account and we're saying, you know, hey, we saw Kitchen Nightmares. We'd been to that place. It's, you know, it's they're right. The owner is rude and, and yada, 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 and on and on and on. Well, then the owner took offense and started firing back. Oh, wow. All caps, bad language, yep. all of that stuff. Well, of course, that was the absolute worst thing that could be done. So then it was, we're sorry, our account was hacked. Well, no. You know, that was yeah. nobody, you know. And it you know that the business failed and in the, you know clearly there were multiple reasons but it was one of those where you know they they responded inappropriately on facebook and then it just went from there yeah um, i remember and, that yeah i remember that mm-hmm. that was all over the news for a while yeah it was it was it was it was one of those it was a train wreck you couldn't take your eyes off of it yep wow you know, but it is easy to, you know, to at least try to fix something. And, you know, like I said, sometimes you can't, you know, back to the, the example of a restaurant. Maybe somebody posts and says, we didn't have a good meal, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, on social media or Yelp or, or whatever, you know, if they say, you know, steak was overcooked, baked potato wasn't cooked, blah, 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 blah. If that business goes in and says, oh, my gosh, we are so sorry, please come back and we'll fix it. Love it. Love That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. You know, and, and they're not saying we had a horrible day in the kitchen, you know, yeah. you know, all those things. And and where I've seen it really work well is sometimes it's been the wrong business that they have yeah. been posting about. And, and and this was a thing on TripAdvisor. I was looking, you know, I always look at hotel reviews. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people had posted, you know, this, this one post had said, you know, this is a horrible place. The nightclub next door was really loud and blah, 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 blah. Well, no. they had the wrong hotel. Oh no! And they were, and and so that it it actually turned out to kind of this comedy routine because the hotel responded and said, you know, we're terribly sorry you had that experience. However, we think you do have the wrong hotel because <laughs> here is here is all the businesses that surround us. Clearly, not a nightclub or anything like that. And you know, and and so then the person responded and said, oh my gosh, we're very sorry. You know, and and then the hotel responded and said, the next time you're in town please stop in and, and, and stay with us, uh-huh. you know? And, and so they really turned it into a positive. If they had ignored it and thought, well, they don't have the right business, so we're just not going to respond. Yeah. Then, you know, somebody like me would have gone, well, I don't want to stay there. It's noisy. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and so it's, you know, turn those positives into negatives. Yep. And I love it when the business owner does it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love when the business owner gets involved and they'll yep. sit there and say, okay, let me respond and say, mm-hmm. hello, I am so-and-so the owner. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm sad about what just happened. I would love to learn more about it. You right. know, how can I contact you or, or, or what have you? I mm-hmm. love that, you know, because that just shows you that the business really does care. And he's not mm-hmm. just pawning off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. He's the owner of the business. He wants to know what happened so he could correct this down the road. 
I think right. that's I think that's amazing. I think that's great. Well, and we love it when that happens in real life. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just in a restaurant yesterday where you know it's, it was clearly a fairly new restaurant, and you know we were you know, we placed our order and you know we were sitting there and, and the waitress was very good. We had prompt service, all of that good stuff. Yeah. And this person came up to the table and she said, "Hi, I'm so and so. I'm the manager." Um, rather than the owner, but she said, I'm the manager, and I just wanted to make sure that everything was going well. Have you been treated? You know, and, and yep. you know, we thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I got that a couple times when I was at Outback. Mm-hmm. The manager came over after we got yep. done with uh, dinner, and every time I was there, they just, is everything good? Did you mm-hmm. enjoy everything? Everything was fine? I was like, excellent. Thank you very much. Right, right. You know? you know, and, and if there had been something wrong, I would have said, you know, Took her a little while to get us our water, or you know things like that. And and I would do it in a positive way, you know, and yeah. and as opposed to we asked for our water and we never got it. <laughs> um, but you know, and now we did. We actually complained because it was too cold, and and they very nicely moved us, you yeah. know, and and so you know that was something. But you know, so it's, it's, yeah, go. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's it. We we love being able to have those interactions with those key people. Yep. Absolutely. And the one thing that's uh, with four situations like this, when I've met with people, I would sit there and say, we need a policy in place for for situations like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you go about interacting with your customers or how do you go about go ahead and uh, make a comment on this? Right. And put something in place so then now, you know, just to go ahead and, and you know, look it up and say, OK, mm-hmm. here's what we need to do. Right. You know, just so you know that that this is the right way to go about doing it and instead of just going out there and. And like your example in the past where emotion maybe got high and just said mm-hmm. this, 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 mm-hmm. you know, just have something, you know, in line saying, okay, I understand. Got it. Understand. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it is that you have a, I hate to say, yeah. a prepared response is yeah. maybe the better way to do it, where it does say we're terribly sorry that you had this experience. You know, what can we do to make it better? Now, hopefully there's not a whole bunch of those that you're posting. Yeah. But, you know, you're not having to think, oh, what do we say? What do we say? Because then you you overthink it and and you've lost that ability to respond because you lost the time frame. Yep. Yep. It was interesting because I got a new article coming out um, next week or so. It's about how brands are using social media um, mm-hmm. as their customer service tool. And the one thing I saw was that how Target responds to everyone mm-hmm. on every like every comment, every post, every tweet, mm-hmm. every response Target's responding. Mm-hmm. And then also I saw also with Nike, uh, they mm-hmm. have at Nike support on Twitter where that they staffed, you know, st- they have a staff now 24, 24-7 mm-hmm. and they can respond into seven different languages. Wow. I mean, that's some, that's serious. That's some mm-hmm. serious, like they're going all in on this, mm-hmm. you know, to staff it up and make sure like they got everything taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and the important thing to note is 24-7. I know, and right? If you are that type of business, and, and obviously those are big brands, and so yeah. they can afford that. Um, airlines are one of the ones that, you know, they're going to have complaints at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you had darn well better respond to that yeah. person at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or by the time your normal communications person comes in at 9, you've got a firestorm going. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree. You know, and again, you might be responding to them saying, hey, it was fabulous. That's even better. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're glad that you enjoyed flying with us or dining with us or staying with us or buying from us or whatever it was. Yep. So um, it, it's so funny you keep bringing this up because I, I actually had an article in January. I keep going back to these articles, but right. these topics you, you, you're bringing up, I'm like, oh, uh, there's an article on my blog about mm-hmm. how airlines are using social media for customer service this travel season. Mm-hmm. And we dived into about how, you know, how Southwest was using it and how they right. were, you know, people got stuck because of the storm, how they were interacting and they're using hashtag like, you know, take off tips and, and, and what have you. And, um, you know, so it's very interesting how it's just it, the business of customer service is going a lot towards like mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook and social media. Right, right. Well, and how they're responding when something happens with their competitors, um, there was a situation fairly recently where uh, one of the major airlines told someone they could not fly because of how they were dressed. Oh. And some of their competing airlines, in essence, said, come as you are. We welcome everybody. Yeah. You know, and, and then some of them even took it further with, you know, n- you know, don't come, you know, right out of the shower, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so they, you know, they used it as, as a humorous way. 
But it was interesting to see how they all responded because several of them jumped right on that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and so they turned that negative for their competitor into a positive for themselves. Yep, I agree. You know, and, and so, you know, as a business owner, think about that. You know, how could you look at either your competition? Now, you know, this we're not saying competition bashing. No, no, yeah, bad, no, bad, no. don't do that. Nope. But, you know, how can you take advantage of that situation in maybe a little tongue-in-cheek yeah. humor way? You well, know, and it, a, a lot of times that I've sat down with people, they would say, you know, well, my competitor is doing this. How mm-hmm. can I do this too? Right. And my competitor is here. They've got, let's just say, you know, 2,000 Facebook likes or, or what have you. How do I get up there for, you know, how do I do this? How do I get there's, they're, they're Business owners are, are obviously looking at their competitors and seeing what they're doing in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then they come to the marketing team and say, okay, here's where, you know, where I would like to be. How do I kind of penetrate this market a little bit mm-hmm. and get, get some content around this? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it's that they can't. You know, and, and so maybe it's, you know, if somebody says we've, you know, that, that company has 10,000 followers on Facebook, how can we ever compete with that? You don't, you go yeah. to YouTube, yeah. you know, you or be- you do Snapchat or whatever. And because, yeah, you know, sometimes you can't compete, you know, it, it, yeah. it, you know, and so find a different way to compete. Yep. And it's also, I a hundred percent agree with that. And it comes down to their budget too. Right. Um, because they got, I mean, in this day and age, you got to do a little a paid media too. With, with what you're doing to get some results. Right. Um, you well, know. And, and, I mean, especially on something like Facebook. You yes. Know, in order to get noticed on Facebook, yes. you're going to have to spend money. Yeah. Now, the nice thing is you don't have to spend major money. You know, I agree. I do a lot of, of sponsored posts for my clients where we spend under $100 and we get thousands of impressions. That's wonderful. Um, you know, and, and so that's, you know, and, and, and that's where it's so nice for small business owners. You know, they don't have to spend the million point five dollars to create a commercial that runs during the Super Bowl. They can run a Facebook sponsored post and hit the right people that they need to. Yep, I agree with that. Yep. Now, one of the things, and I don't know if we're even going to have enough time to touch on it. We'll touch on it, but this just probably means we have to have you back again because it's a big <laughs> subject. You know, let's talk about blogging. Um, you know, how important is it that people blog, and can you do that on a budget? Oh, absolutely. You can do it on the budget. Uh, the way I started, I mean, pretty much I, with my blog that I started, I bootstrapped it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what I did was I had connections in the industry. I spoke to a few people that was looking for, they were starting off on their own mm-hmm. too, uh, developing websites and what have you. And they said, Chris, mm-hmm. we'd love to use you as our focus point or piece. So when we go mm-hmm. in places, love to like show like what you're doing, how we're tied in with social and everything. And it turned out, turned out to be a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And I recommend if somebody is bootstrapping, uh, trying to get a blog up, which is I normally I recommend on WordPress, mm-hmm. um, go to meetup events and just mm-hmm. introduce yourself. And you'll find some really good people that are really maybe leaving the corporate world mm-hmm. um, or maybe they, they were let go and they're looking to do the freelance world mm-hmm. and see what it's all about. And they're, they're willing to build relationships up. And then it's pretty much turns into sweat equity of saying, mm-hmm. okay, Chris, you know, if I'm able to help you out here, here's what I want in, in return. Mm-hmm. I want to be your exclusive uh, person to do websites or any apps or, or developments or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how, you know, anything that comes to your site or your relationships, you bring them first to us. And then um, if we can't do it, or if we can't com- compensate, you could go off and, and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. So you could build these kind of relationships, and then over time they just kind of evolved, and mm-hmm. then um, it turned into something good because then you get they're all out there doing their stuff, writing code and developing apps and websites and everything. All of a sudden they come across somebody that's saying, "Hey, they got a brand new product that they mm-hmm. want to launch out, and they need some marketing help." Oh, we got the perfect person, and he's got a, and he's got a great community that will fit right into the social environment, mm-hmm. and just building relationships. And that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I did it in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we mentioned it at the start is, is using one piece of, of content in multiple locations. So, you know, say you write your blog. Well, then you can also do it in video. Now, yeah. I'm not saying read that, you know, no, no, this is not a script that you're reading. So it's yeah. going to be different than what you printed, but yeah. you know, somewhat fairly close. But then say you did a list, you know, yeah. top five tips of using social media. Yeah. 
Well, that's five posts on Facebook and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these various and, things, and and so you can multi-purpose that content. And what's awesome too, Deb, and I, and I really feel bad we haven't talked about podcasting. I know. I mean, I mean, all this right here, article would be great for mm-hmm. a podcast. I mean, we're talking yep. about video, but podcast is such mm-hmm. a powerful platform right now too. Right. You know, well, there's and the technology is out there, so the podcast could be transcribed. Yeah. So you know, maybe is it is somebody who who is is more you know, they, they need to read it as opposed to listening to it. So, you know, for very little money, you can get, you know, even though this is an hour long, you could get this entire uh, radio program transcribed. Yeah. You have to go through and kind of double check it, just like any transcription service. But, you know, you can you can make that content into something that they could use. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something I want to do a little bit into two, 2017. I want to get a little bit more into uh, podcasting. Because ah. I, I, there's some great content that's coming through, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this would be great for a podcast to talk about. Mm-hmm. You could talk about this forever. I mean, my recent article was about you know the social media and the bots problem. That could mm-hmm. that's a discussion that can last for hours on right. on that situation. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. covered on 60 Minutes on mm-hmm. Sunday um, mm-hmm. regarding mm-hmm. about uh, the bots problems in, in social media. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it is it's just it's another platform that people can explore. That really is not all that complicated, um, you know, and, and obviously mine's a little bit more sophisticated because it's, you know, it's through Mile High Radio, but you can easily do a podcast yourself, um, you know, and, and the, the key to that is making sure you have the best equipment. Um, you know, uh, your the, the microphone folks should not be the one on your computer. <laughs> you need a separate microphone and head, you know, headphones so that you're not echoing. Yeah. But, you know, we do this program via Skype. And it's recorded um, on a program called Pamela, and then it's edited on Audacity. My microphone, you know, all those various things. This is a less than five hundred dollar investment. Yeah. So, um, if you're a business owner, just to ask you a question: If you're a business owner, and you let's say you invest in something five hundred bucks to podcast, mm-hmm. would could one person alone learn all the skills for that, or is that something that you would need to, you know, have somebody else out there to edit and and go through it? Like what, it, what? Depends, it, it depends on the person. I like editing my program and, and doing things like that myself, but I could easily outsource that. Um, you know, whether you're outsourcing to, say, Fiverr or to a virtual assistant or, you know, maybe you're a big enough company that you have an employee that can do it. It's it really is, uh, you know, a somewhat fairly simple process. Um, you know, there, there's a learning curve, but, you know, you still have to, you know, it, it is something that you can do really pretty easily. Awesome. You know, and and it was funny when I started doing this and, and needed to record it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I put out there on Facebook, "Hey, what what program should I use to record it?" And somebody who used to work for Skype contacted me and said, "This is the software that you should use." Oh wow! Um, you know, so you never know, you know, where where you're going to get help, and you know, and, and the key is just like with anything else, if you need assistance, get assistance. Yep. Oh, and, and, and find how to do it. And, and I kind of have the 15-minute rule. If it's going to take me more than 15 minutes, <laughs> it's something that I should outsource. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking, because with a lot of business owners and everything, they're always running around. They're, they're constantly going, going, mm-hmm. going. But if they hand it off to their marketing person right. or, or what have you, they could do it. But then it's up to them if they have the skills and, mm-hmm. and what have you. Right. I'm sure there's YouTube videos that show yeah. how to do it. So yeah. yeah. Well, Chris... We're at the top of the hour. Ah. Oh, my heavens. We could have, you know, okay. There's so we much we could talk about. Right. <laughs> yeah, because, and I didn't even get to use my favorite toy. Here's my favorite toy. <laughs> it's my ka-ching button. I love that. So one one last time, tell people how they find you online and uh, connect with you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, basically Chris Zillis, uh, C-H-R-S-Z-I-L-L-E-S. Or you can find go to uh, Facebook at um, you can find me at Social Media Headquarters uh, URL at www.socialmediahq.com and Facebook is just backslash uh, Social Media HQ. Perfect, perfect. And you know, as as we've been talking, and then in my research for the program, I was looking on your website socialmediahq.com, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, you've got all these really fabulous blog posts there. Tons and tons of great information. Oh, thank you, Dan. I strongly encourage people to go and look. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I have been having a great time today talking with Chris Dillis. And, you know, I'm Deb Creer. 
to everyone out there, have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>